If you like this content, please subscribe, share with other craft beer professionals, and give us a five-star review. Cheers. Okay, so hopefully we have a good amount of time for people to get in there. Hello, everyone that is joining in with us right now. Uh, welcome to this presentation, which is called After the Reckoning, A Safe Bars Experience. My name is Amy Ward. I use the she, they pronouns, and I am very happy to announce that I am the executive director of Safe Bars. I actually just started this last week after being with Safe Bars for since about 2018. Um so today we're going to be doing a, a kind of group discussion on how things have changed over the last two, uh, last two years or so since the Me Too movement saw its time with the craft industry. Um, and my co-pilot, co-facilitator for today is going to be Elena Koenig-Busey. So I will have her go ahead and introduce herself and then I'll finish my intro and we'll get going. And hopefully, if anybody has any questions, please go ahead and put them in the comments and we will we will answer them for you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. Excited to be here today. Uh, thank you, Craft Beer Professionals, for hosting us. Uh, my name is Lana Koenig-Busey. He's pronoun she, her. I am the JEDI Project Coordinator at Crafted for All. That stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion. But the force is also strong with me. Um, I'm also DEI Project Coordinator at the Brewers Association and a trainer here at Safe Bars. Um, before I got into human resources and DI, I worked in the bar industry and restaurant management, and I've seen and experienced firsthand sexual harassment in the bar industry. And I do this work because I believe it's everyone's human right to feel safe and comfortable in social environments. Um, so that's what we're going to talk to you today. Uh, you know, as a community, we should take care of each other. And for all those tuning in, thank you for taking that first step um, for awareness about what's happening in our industry. Thank you so much, Alina. Yeah, so um, like I said, I have been with Safe Bar since 2018, but I also have about 20 plus years worth of his, uh, experience in the hospitality industry. I am based out of Baltimore, Maryland, and I started my work here as a dishwasher in a crab house in Maryland when I was 14 years old and then went around the entire part of the, of the bar and restaurant world, uh, including into the brewery space. Um, and really found my my happiness there working in hospitality and working with guests. My background actually is also in um, health and wellness. So I have a couple of degrees in kinesiology, which is exercise physiology. Uh, it's a fancy way of saying that I'm a PE teacher, but uh, what I have been doing most over the last like six years has been working towards bridging the gap for people in our industry to try to get them to take a little bit better care of themselves so they can stay in this space and do the job that they love for a long time. And not just be done because like their feet are broken or their hands are broken or whatever is happening because we don't really have the resources um, to set ourselves up for success there. That is actually something as to how Safe Bars came into my world. Uh, I had my first training, I think, in 2015, and I really fell in love with the content that was going uh, that was being presented at that time because it absolutely had everything to do with safety wellness, uh, the health of your guests, the health of your um, your employees and everything like that, uh, trying to make sure that we can create these better spaces for people. So what we do at Safe Bars is put on two different kinds of training. We do both 
de-escalation training, which was kind of born out of the pandemic and was a result of guests being unhappy having to wear masks or the general uneasiness of being in a bar and in a public space when we're dealing with this, you know, gestures wildly to the world, uh, global pandemic that's going on. So we've done the de-escalation in a lot within the last three years, but our bread and butter is bystander, bystander intervention. So within active bystander intervention, we teach any alcohol serving establishment how to recognize the signs of problematic behaviors that are happening in their spaces, whether it's with guests or with their staff. Uh, it can happen in every single direction, whether it's staff to patron, patron to patron, patron to staff, staff to staff, whatever you can think of. So we teach people how to think a little bit more critically and, and look at the situation um, to recognize any kind of problematic behaviors and then employ them with the uh, safe, non-confrontational methodology with which they can intervene and they can kind of disrupt the situation and make sure that everybody is able to go about and we do as little harm as humanly possible. Um, we do this for a multitude of reasons. Um, Sexual assault and sexual aggression, which is what Safe Bars is trying to tackle uh, within alcohol serving establishments, is a widespread critical uh, issue. Sexual assault occurs every 68 seconds in the US, and that's really alarming and very scary. Um, over half of women and almost one in three men have experienced sexual violence, including physical contact, involving physical contact in their lives. That is a lot. Um, and we're taking a step a little bit further to say there are way more people who have uh, experienced completed or attempted sexual assaults. Um, we're really concerned about trying to tackle those issues. More specifically, when we're talking about alcohol serving establishments and why we are working in that industry, um, there's multiple data points and research that is out that shows us that about 71% or more of people who identify as women in the alcohol serving industry have been sexually harassed at least once during their time while working. Um, and this percentage is the highest of any industry reporting statistics on sexual harassment. So we have a, a issue that's happening throughout any alcohol serving space, whether it's a brewery, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, a nightclub, you name it, we have an issue that we have to address. The reason why it's impacting people in our industry as much is because of the tipped wage system that we're generally on. Tipped workers uh, are generally harassed more significantly and more severely in every way measured than any non-tipped counterparts. Uh, tipping, the, the wage, <laughs> wage related issues related to tipping, which could be a whole nother uh, project and discussion in and of itself is rooted in slavery. Uh, so there's a lot of issues related to the tipped tipping within uh, our, our alcohol serving establishments. Um, the alcohol serving establishments having the highest rates of sexual harassment is largely due to that subminimum wage for tip workers. Um, it has long forced, a work, long forced us to be in a workforce that is overwhelmingly um, tolerant of inappropriate behavior from guests and management um, because we are reliant and dependent upon those tips. So that's why we're kind of tackling that issue. And also because of what we do within our industry, because we are there providing hospitality and pre 
providing that guest experience. And we can kind of see everything that's going on if we position ourselves appropriately behind our bars. Um, we are in a perfect position to be able to step up and intervene in these situations to prevent harm from happening to our staff, front to our guests and everybody in between. Um, so we want to empower people with this kind of training. Uh, and we do it because sexual aggression in the industry, it's a widespread critical issue. We want to promote safety, equity, inclusion, um, and we know that it's good for business at the end of the day. Um, we have an opportunity to really do important and powerful things with safe bars and the programming that we're putting together because we can land, uh, reshape the landscape of our industry. For far too long, a lot of these behaviors have just been said that they're acceptable or that's just the way it is. And it's not just the way it is. We don't have to stand for that kind of thing. And it is our, our job to provide that kind of safe space for people. So that is what Safe Bars has been doing, especially in the last couple of years, as we've become more heavily involved in the brewing industry, uh, we have been able to work with a lot of different breweries, big and small. Um, and we've been doing a lot of really incredible work um, to get this message out to as many people as possible. Um, I'm gonna talk about one, one programming uh, measure that we did have and then turn it over to Elena to talk about something a little bit more in depth that's really interesting and ongoing. Uh, but one of the things that we've done aside from just doing the de-escalation and um, bystander intervention trainings is that we have uh, worked with Sam Adams to do the Safe Bars Pledge. So uh, I, don't know if anybody is familiar with Sam Adams and Glad put together uh, the Love, Con Love Conquers Ale, uh, which is released during Pride Month. Um, and Sam Adams took it a step further, which was really fantastic, and worked with us to provide a really substantial grant that allowed for us to offer subsidized training to uh, subsidized safe bars training to 25 smaller breweries. And we that was done in an effort to promote um, LGBTQIA inclusion uh, for the craft beer industry and to create safe and welcoming spaces for all drinkers. Um, the application for that is now closed and we're going to be awarding those 25 grants for the, for the trainings very soon. Um, but that's just one of the big programs that we have done in the last couple of years, specifically for the brewery, uh, craft brewing industry. Um, and now I will turn it over to Elena so she can talk about the Safe Bars Pact. Thanks, Amy. Um, so yes, the Safe Bars Pact launched in May of last year. So the pact is a code of conduct between businesses to promote safe and responsible practices in the craft beverage industry. Uh, this pact was launched in partnership with Safe Bars and our host for this event, Craft Beer Professionals. Uh, with Lady Justice Brewing in Denver, not your hobby marketing solution, whose founder, Julie Rhodes, uh, spoke earlier today, and uh, Danny Calvuzzi, um, co-founder of Endswell Beer. Um, and so that was founded to uh, provide materials for businesses to show that they care about this subject matter um, and that they're making efforts internally within their businesses to protect their guests and their staff. So what is the PACT specifically? Uh, PACT, P-A-C-T, is an acronym for Promise of Awareness, Compassion, and Trust. Businesses who take the PACT are committing to a code of conduct which says that as a business, we are committed to being safe, welcoming place where our guests could have fun and good company, 
We are committed to being a safe and respectful place to work. We recognize and respond to sexual harassment and assault among staff and guests. As a business, we believe that drinking is not an excuse for crossing someone's boundary. We believe in affirmative consent. Without a yes, it's a no. Everyone in our house, under our roof, staff, guests, vendors, deserve respect, safety, and an environment free of unwanted sexual attention, whether verbal or physical. The pact also includes two additional statements. The first statement is what the pact means for your guests and how your business will adhere to it. So you're saying, one, we will step up. You know, if we see a guest being threatened, harassed, or interfered with, if someone doesn't listen to no, if we see a guest is uncomfortable in another person's company, and if that guest asks us for help, we will step up. The statement for businesses to guess second item is we will respond. So if we see someone looking at you in an unwelcome way, if your partner, friend, or someone you just met is behaving in a way that's making you uncomfortable, if we think you're unsafe, if we hear offensive or derogatory language, we will respond. We are watching the behaviors of our guests and how those effects, how their behaviors is affecting those around them. Next, the third point is we will act. If you feel threatened, uncomfortable, harassed, or unsafe, please ask one of our staff for help. We will take your lead in how you want the situation handled. If you want us to, we'll step in and stop the behavior. And if the harasser won't stop, they will be asked to leave and not allowed back in. So with the pact, these are the promises that you are making to your guests to ensure their safe experience. The pact also includes a statement for you and your employees. You know, this can be posted in your break rooms. It should be posted in your employees' handbooks, code of conduct. You know, by taking the pact, you as your business owner and leadership are saying that our establishment fosters an environment of respect, inclusion, and professionalism. We support each other, work together, and depend each other to be successful. You're saying that there is no place for harassment or threatening behavior of any kind, zero tolerance. If a harasser is an owner, manager, a coworker, a guest, or a vendor, it's not okay. No matter what someone's gender identity, sexual orientation, or role, harassment is not okay. You're also saying to your staff, we have established procedures to follow in reporting and will quickly respond to harassment. We will conduct periodic surveys of staff so you may report anonymously and without fear. Whether it's our team or our guests, we won't stand by, we won't look the other way, we won't tolerate harassment of any kind. We will support you and our community in having a professional and safe workplace and a safe and fun place to go out. So these are the key um, statements that are within the Safe Bars Pact. So now how, you're asking yourself probably, how can my business take the Safe Bars Pact? Um, so first, if you go to the website, website is safebarspact.com. On the front page, you'll see a form to sign up. Keep in mind, you don't just fill it out, hit send and be like, woo, we did it, we fixed everything, go team. No, there are action items that your business is committing to when you're taking the pact. 
Um, the first one is look into registering your organization for your Safe Bars training. Uh, safebars.org or email info at safebars.org. Um, as Amy mentioned, we offer both virtual and in-person trainings. We've also partnered with a number of support centers who facilitate official Safe Bars trainings as well. Next, ask yourself, what is my business's reporting procedure for guests and employees? You know, this is a key piece that fortunately a lot of folks are missing. This has to be more than, oh, well, if there's a problem, you know, they could just ask to talk to a manager. Well, what if it's the manager who is the harasser? There has to be a system in place where people can feel comfortable in reporting misconduct. Um, I highly recommend you look into third-party anonymous reporting system for your business. Uh, you know, business size doesn't matter. There's stuff out there, you know, fit for big or small businesses. You know, there are many great options out there. A couple I recommend. Uh, hashtag not me um, is the organization that provides this. WeVal uh, Rain also provides uh, consulting for businesses and reporting uh, services as well. Um, next big thing is you'll share the pact with your team. Talk about it. It's important to include your employees and your management team in the discussion of how techniques that you will learn in your Safe Bars training will be utilized at your establishment because every establishment is different. And so you'll want to make sure you're having that conversation internally so that you're training your employees appropriately to use the tools that they'll learn the Safe Bars training uh, well. And then encourage everyone to sign the document as proof of commitment and understanding. You know, whether it's in your employee handbook and you have a page that they sign the pack. You know, there's a lot of, it's very important that it's ingrained in your culture, in your company culture, these values. Um, you know, employers who foster company culture and values rooted in safety and trust are more likely to have low employee turnover and greater employee engagement. It's important that you show your employees that you care about their safety and well-being and that of their guests as well. Another piece of this includes sharing resources with your employees. Again, RAIN is a 24-7 support network, or look at organizations in your area that provide support services. Um, I'm based out of Denver. We have an organization locally called The Blue Bench, um, who provides serv services for survivors of sexual assault. They're also a Safe Bars certified partner and have facilitated Safe Bars trainings for many breweries and bars in the Denver metro area. You know, find out what other organizations are out there that support your community and develop a partnership. Um, partnerships, strength comes from partnerships. You know, we've seen breweries uh, creating charity beer programs or participating in collaborations to help raise awareness about sexual violence and to help fundraise for these support centers. And lastly, broadcast your commitment to the public. You know, you'll be provided with official Safe Bars certification seal and other marketing assets. You know, consumers like to buy products and promote support establishments that make them feel comfortable and safe. And so by training your staff and taking the pact, that shows that your business is committed to fostering a safe environment rooted in trust and compassion, which in turn will lead to greater customer satisfaction. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Elena. Um, a couple things that you had touched on that I think are really important for us to reemphasize um, in terms of 
taking away and what to do with the tools that we provide during our trainings. Um, we do cater everything specifically to whatever facility we're about to go into. If you are a bar, if you are a restaurant, if you're a tap room, if you're strictly a brewery, if whatever, whatever you are, we cater that training to you and scenarios that have come up for that individual group. Um, so I think it's really important to know that we can do something like that and make it really highly specific for, for the group that we're working with. Um, the other part about what about just going to a manager? The biggest thing that we're trying to do when we are, as we've been doing these safe bar trainings, is to empower everyone, empower the entire staff to be able to get involved. It doesn't just have to be a person in a position of power that can intervene in these situations. We want everybody to feel comfortable using a methodology that works best for them. Uh, we usually we use a system called the five D's, which I think is pretty common within bystander intervention training. And whether you're a distract person that tells a tells a joke or you're very direct, like I am a direct person, but I'm still going to probably give you a joke in there. If you delegate to somebody else, it doesn't have to be a manager. It can be to, hey, Elena and I are bartending together right now and she's better suited right now because she's in better headspace than I am. I'm just going to tag her in to, to help me out and communicate with her what's going on. Um, no matter what it is, if you're a distract, <laughs> direct, distract, delegate, uh, anything on there, uh, you will be able to find something that works best for you. We want everybody to be able to feel comfortable and empowered to speak up and trust that little voice that's in your in your head, in your belly, telling you like, hey, something seems a little up. I want to feel, I, I want to do something, but I don't know how. We want those people to feel and trust that gut and be able to um, go ahead and intervene in whatever way makes the most sense for them. Um, and we have found that, you know, everybody that's coming out of this training does take away something. They find a skill that they want to hone in on. Um, and we do provide those opportunities to learn those skills and build them because we do role plays and role playing is really important. So we can actually get through the scenario that we most commonly see uh, or a couple different scenarios that we see on a regular basis and make sure that people feel really good and can access the language that they need um, to be able to stand up in that, in that position. Uh, and we're talking something standing up is as simple as like asking somebody how their night is. That is how simple bystander intervention can be, but most people, you know, have some kind of barrier for whatever reason why they cannot get involved. I'm about to have a cat walk across the screen. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> That's Noferatu. He's our team mascot. Um, but yeah, we have, we have all those different, um, different ways in which we are able to really specify the training for the groups. And we want to empower everybody, not just the management, because also that really important thing of that if there is a person in position in a position of leadership that actually is doing the harassment, we want to be able to have people know how to intervene in that situation as well. Um, so you could be asking yourself right now why uh, why we should be doing this or how do I get leadership to kind of buy into this training? And there's a lot of different reasons. Um, it really is at the end of the day, like it's about safety. Uh, and it's about respect and it's about like general humanity, but it's also good for business. At the end of the day, that is what you're looking at. 
Um, the return on investment for people who do bystander intervention training for their alcohol serving establishments is the lower employee turnover, higher employee satisfaction, knowing that you're invested in their safety and the safety of the people that they're bringing into your establishment. Um, empowering your employees, making them feel good and feel in control and feel knowledgeable about being able to intervene in these situations. Um, it increases community literacy. It helps to improve decision-making skills, especially during times of duress, which anybody that's in a high volume kind of situation, and when you're in a guest-facing space, super important for you to be able to have good, positive guest experiences there. Um, and this kind of intervention helps to change the way people think about their roles in preventing sexual assault, sexual violence, and increases feelings of responsibility for safety and in turn, hospitality. Like All of these things are the, are the why and how to get people to buy in here. Um, we are creating a space, whether it's through taking the pact, going forward with doing a full training, whatever it is, we are helping to create and facilitate a space for deep cultural change within our industry, which is really needed. Um, so there really isn't a lot to say why you shouldn't do it. Uh, but you're looking at, um, because we give you the tools to be able to say like, hey, we were trained, our, our team is safe bar certified, and we also put everybody onto our website. So they are able to look up where a safe bar in their general area is located. So we give that promotion for you as well. Guests are gonna talk about the spaces that are safe to go. Guests are going to be able to have better experiences at your place. They're gonna have word of mouth, be able to uh, tell people about the experiences that they have. So you've got increased guest satisfaction, guests are returning and it's overall just at the end of the day, good for business. Um, if you are finding that you might not know how to access getting a training, you can always reach out to us. Uh, if you're going on to safebars.org, that's our website. And safebarshq is our social media for everything that you can possibly think of. Um, but info at safebars.org is going to be your way to reach out to our client relations uh, wonderful human, Elizabeth, who will tell you everything about uh, costs that are associated with it. If you find that the costs are something that are going to prevent you from being able to get involved in safe bars, check around with your local breweries. See who might want to team up with you and do a training together. That can be a really good way to take down costs. Um, also, as Elena had mentioned, Blue Bench is just one of the many uh, chapters that we have actually trained up over time. So one of the third things that we do, the two primary trainings are the de-escalation and bystander intervention. But since the majority of the Safe Bars HQ people <laughs> used to be in DC, but they're not anymore, we've got Denver, we've got Baltimore, we've got all over the place. We have a core group of trainers uh, that will go out and train in your space. But we also go out and do a train the trainer session. So we have gone out to the middle of nowhere, Alaska. We have gone, you know, all over the US to create chapters in that community itself. And then that community can be used as a that community chapter can be used as a resource for you to get your training done as well. So if it's not uh, feasible to get us out there or you want it in person and online, which we can always do is not something that you want to pursue. You can always look up for the local chapters that are around you that might be able to provide that kind of safe bars training as well. So we have lists of everybody that we've trained up and our, our local chapters that can help you out for that too. So there's a multitude of ways in which you can get involved. Um, there's a you know, overwhelming amount of information to say why you should do it. Um, and we really haven't 
there has been no negative feedback to the training that we do. Even if it's a slightly uncomfortable experience for people, we have to get into and be comfortable in the discomfort in order to learn and to make some change. Um, so Elena, I don't know if you want to pop back on and talk about like, I don't know, you, you're like the most recent like HQ trainer that we've, we've gone through. If you want to talk about your experiences having trained as of late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think industry professionals are very receptive to this training. One thing that we heavily stress while we're doing this bystander training is that you're using your people's skills, right? You know, hospitality, it's about being hospitable. It's about welcoming people in your environment, making them comfortable, giving them, getting them what they need. Um, it's not hard to teach people to, in bystander training, how to like step out because they're all interacting with guests in their own unique ways. It's like already use the tools and your people skills to intervene. Um, you know, we're already doing all that work. I also trained in alcohol safety. I'm like, yeah, cutting somebody off from drinking, can't serve somebody more alcohol. That's uncomfortable but just do it in a respectful human way. And people are often receptive to that. You know, I hear some people, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's such a touchy subject matter. Like it's going to be uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, it is going to be uncomfortable for some folks. Absolutely. But the conversation is so important. And just showing that action by participating in source safe bars training or whatever, by making sure you're training your staff, just by showing that action shows Again, like Amy said, that you care, that you care about your employees, that you care about your work environment. And if you're someone who's watching this, they're like, I'm not really a decision maker. I don't really, um, I don't know how to approach management about this. Have them watch this, have them reach out to us um, to talk to us directly about the experience and what to expect. Um, you know, because if it's something you truly care about, I hope they work in an environment that leadership will see that and respect that. And so, yeah, I mean, reach out to us anytime with any questions, but, you know, it's definitely worth it. And, you know, it's not a whole day training. It's not, <laughs> it's not this long thing. And your certification, it's good for a year. Um, you know, it's just definitely worth it uh, for your businesses, your establishments. And again, if you're not the decision maker, look more into it and connect, you know, tell your leadership about it. Yeah, we are we are always here to answer any questions that you might have. Happy to, and I will happily jump on a phone call with anybody that wants to uh, talk about the benefit of doing this or how they can get it into their area. So again, it's info at safebars.org or my personal email is amie, amy at safebars.org. Happy to answer all those questions for you. Um, really, it's just been such a tremendous uh, impact that we've been having in in the community um, to be able to have these conversations, get a little bit of that discomfort so we can prevent a world of harm from happening to people that we care about. Um, I think one of the best comments that I got over the last year, this was somebody who actually worked in the brewery. So like not the tap room. So they're in production side and walked in. And this is a person who was ex-military, uh, and they used uh, he, him pronouns, but he walked in and he's like, is this another one of those consent trainings? <laughs> I just like laughed my arse off at that. Cause I was just like, oh geez. It's like, this person's not gonna like this at all. And by the end of it, like came out and said like, hey, I've been in the military for X amount of years. I've done this training so many times and this is the most approachable way I've ever seen it 
done. And this broke it down for me in a way that actually like resonates with me. So took, you know, is this one of those consent training things and showed that it's actually a very helpful thing to do to learn and sharpen the soft skills that you already have, but maybe just don't know how to touch in, you know, tune into just yet. Um, that was probably one of my, my most favorite things that I experienced in the last year. But what we do is really important and we're really good at it. And we really want to train everybody and spread the gospel of safety and equity in our, in our beer spaces and our greater hospitality spaces. So um, don't know if anybody's really in and has comments or questions for us, but please feel free to uh, shout them out to us now. Uh, we'd love to answer anything for you. Uh, we'll give that like a minute or so and see if anything pops up. In the meantime, Elena, did you have anything else? I think that's it. I'm just happy to be a part of Safe Bars. And it's so awesome to see how many people who have done this training and jumped on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially in the last like year, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been wild, but you know, keep doing the good work. And again, you know, just, just having participate and watch this for all you watching, like you've already made the first step. So yeah, the first, step, the first step is tuning in. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, from our comment in the chat, we hope, uh, we hope you get your, your local training next time, Matthew. Please let us know if we can help you out with that. If you want to take us to your, your local area, we can come do that, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, please pass along this information. Have everybody uh, just kind of take a look and see what we're about. Feel free to ask questions and, and reach out to us if there's anything that we might not have touched on. Um, De-escalation training is two hours. Bystander intervention is 2.5 hours. It's really not that bad. We're also super entertaining. So please like, <laughs> just reach out to us and let us know how we can help you out. Um, but we are super grateful to be here with the uh, Craft Brewers Professional on the, the virtual conference here today. Um, if we don't have any comments, I think we might rock and roll on out of here. So thank you so much, Elena. I appreciate you joining me for this. Thanks, Amy. And thanks to Craft Beer for Professionals and all the great sponsors who've made this a free event for all. Yes. Thank you so much. Right. Yeah.